I'm gonna move down to Florida. And I'm gonna bowl me a, a perfect game. I'm gonna cut off my leg down in Florida. And I'm gonna dance a one-legged off in the rain. Hello, welcome to the Quarter to Three Games Podcast for mid-June 2017. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Horizon Zero Dawn. Hi, uh, my name is Rich, and my game of the week is not Marvel Online. Have you played it? Why is that? have, Have you spent time with it? Tom, I spent many. Uh, if you look on my uh, Steam, I spent over 500 hours playing. Yeah, of course. Uh, who's your main, <laughs> or, or do you even have one? My main was um, the guy with the fire. What? Guy with the fire. <laughs> that is, you're the I'm worst so- comic book nerd I have ever met, Rich. <laughs> uh, Johnny uh, Storm. Uh, Human Torch. Human, Human Torch. Torch. Is, is Human Torch Johnny Storm? Did I get that right? Yes, you are. You're yeah. correct. So wait, your main is one of the Fantastic Four. Indeed. I don't know if you know, but the Fantastic Four, they're kind of on the outs these days. Is that true? How do, how do you how do you find that? Uh, well, the, the movies, like the uh, I think it's oh. Fox who has that license, but they, they've been there have been a few attempts to kick that franchise into action, and they have all failed miserably. The last Fantastic. Yeah, no, they're, they're not doing it right for yeah. some reason. Now, do you do you really are you really into the Fantastic Four? Like, is that something that you know about? No, 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 no. But the thing of it, the reason that's not my game is because they 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 ruined it. Well, you're it's one of those people who's upset about the consolization of it, right? Yes, indeed. Now, yes. That's one of the reasons I'm excited about it because it comes out of beta, I think, in a couple of weeks here. Uh, I'm super excited to play it on a console, and I've spent a little bit of time with it. Uh, it's a it's a very different game, isn't it? A very different. And you, if you're playing the first time you're playing it, and you're playing it on the PS4, I assume. Yep. Well, no, no. I've also played on the PC because I'm in the weird situation where I'm like you, where I've I've seen the changes, but unlike you, I don't think I mind them so much. Okay. Well, I've been in it since the beginning. I was even in the beta, and I've also spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on it. For right. Stuff. Actually, to be fair, I can completely understand. You have a very different form of attachment to it than I do. Oh, that yeah. Sense. Yeah. So, and so then, what, go, go, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I. I by the way, I happen to do that. I jump on people while they're talking, so I'm going to try not to do that. Jump all over me because this is just the two of us hanging out. And I should also point out, in case folks don't know, you are on the forum as Rich VR. Is yes. it okay to say your last name? No, it's okay. It's not okay, a so you're Rich Romano. Now, this only just now occurred to me before we started recording. It's not Rich Virtual Reality. It's <laughs> no, it Rich, and then your middle initial is V. Is that correct? Yeah, my middle name is Vincent. Oh, okay, because I was going to play with you a game called Guess Each Other's Middle Names. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're a W, correct? Yes, exactly. What would you? What would be your one guess? You get one because mm-hmm. I already my, – my first guess – when we play this game, by the way, Rich, I'm going to win in the first guess because I now know oh. it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, William. No, very good. That's, that's the general first guess. It's Wesley. Wesley? 
Yeah, you'd have to go pretty far down the W's before you eventually hit that. Unless like you're a big fan. The E's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so you you are rich VR on the forum, but rich Romano in the real world. There's a couple of things I want to ask you about, but first, what is your beef with making Marvel Online better? <laughs> you consider it better, and I'm just here mm. to needle you. As I consider it. Worse. I think the consolation of the consolization, what word we use? Consolizing? It, it, it's made the game say, worse. You just say dumbing down. I don't think anyone yes, will take exception with that. There you go. <laughs> uh, and so the, the skill system is a lot less intricate. Like there used to be a lot more a lot more decision making as you leveled up a character that's kind of streamlined out of it now, isn't it? Well, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's it. And, uh, that's my and other people on the forums. You know, that's our opinion. On the other hand, I understand that Gazillion has to make money. I assume they want to make gazillions of money. <laughs> and that's fine for them. But, you know, they, they've um, alienated a certain player group. Right. Myself my, being one of them. Yeah, and, and my guess, Rich, and I don't, I'm completely making this up, is that they did the math – and they figured out that the money they would lose by alienating their longtime fans will be more than offset by the money they'll make appealing to people on PS4s and Xbox Ones. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So you're just kind of a casualty of, of, of a business. Casualty of the, of the monetizing of games. Exactly. Yeah. Math, math. Yeah. So uh, also uh, because I just – I. I spend so little time with it, it, it makes it the, – this consolization or dumbing down makes it much easier to just jump in and futz around because when I pull away from an MMO, which is kind of what it is, like Marvel Online, jumping back in and having to reacquaint yourself with your skills and all these little bits and bobs in your inventory, it's prohibitively difficult for a casual player to pick up sure. you know, a level 60 character. Um, so they're making it much friendlier to guys like me who just want to dip my toes in every now and then. And no, no problem with that. None. I have no problem with that. I'm just not playing it anymore. So that's what I was going to ask. So you're out. You've quit. Yeah. Well, I still actually go to the forums every now and then because I want to see people agree with me. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's sort of a little. You're absolutely right. right. This is this is the wrong way. <laughs> but, well, I'm an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> so not your game of the week makes perfect sense. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you even have a PS4 or Xbox One? No, I don't. I um, I have a PS2 Slimline. Wow, that's really retro. Do you, is your house full of antiques like that? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Let's talk I, briefly about – here's sorry, I'm going to throw an easy question at you. Sure. What is the deal with Florida? Ah, that's – it's not that easy a question there. Uh -huh. <laughs> All 49 states and probably a lot of the rest of the world is wondering, by the way. Well, um, you know, it's funny. I, I like the Florida man meme. I like it very much so that less people come here. No, you don't want to come to Florida. Stay away as long as you possibly can. This idea that you guys are crazy, that everyone in Florida is crazy, kind of does reinforce that. Oh, we are. Oh, we're all we're all messed up. Yeah. So nobody should move there. Nobody should come anywhere near it. <laughs> How did you end up in Florida? Were you are you from there? No, um, I was um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. 
Ah, that explains a lot about you, I will say. <laughs> Thank you. Others have said the same thing, too. <laughs> no, it, uh, my mother, um, my brother moved here originally a long time ago mm-hmm. with his, mm, I, I can't use bad words here, right? So to say you, his Please, wife. are you kidding? Totally use bad words. This is for this is for 18 years old and up, Rich. Well, uh, I'm, I'm still. I don't want to get sued, all right. In case he hears this, just like you know, his 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 uh, cunt of a wife. So anyway, <laughs> now I didn't know you were going to go that far. Okay, I've got to put an NC17 tag. All right, on now I podcast now. <laughs> anyway, um, he moved here a long time ago, and <laughs> you know, eventually my mother um, decided that we would we would sell our house and move down to Florida so that the family could be together. Myself, my wife, my brother and his wife. And so, you know, against my better, you know, uh, understanding, I did this. And at the time, I was really, really pissed off because I loved my house. I, I lived in I lived in that house more or less all of my life. I mean, I had moved out and, and moved in with other people. And but ultimately, I always came back to that beautiful house that I loved dearly. It was your childhood home. Yes, it was. Right. Right. And, and so, so basically the, it sounds like it was pulled out from under you and, and you that's how you ended up following the family to Florida. Right, right. Yeah. Now, going to Florida, you must – did you uh, – since I hear that people are crazy and you shouldn't go there, did you enjoy moving to Florida? Actually, I did. I mean ultimately, it's – I love the weather. Mm-hmm. I know other people hate co- hot weather. I hate cold weather. Uh, for I, instance, I hated – getting up at two in the morning to go out and shovel in front of my house, because if you didn't shovel it, you could get a, a you know, a lawsuit or something. Mm-hmm. And so you don't I have a lot of that in Florida. There's not a lot of snow shoveling there. Not a lot. No, no. I uh, occasionally shovel out my, my freezer, but that's about it. Right. Yeah. Take you back to Brooklyn. Uh, and how long have you been down there? Like, like years and years or is this fairly new? Uh, almost five years now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what is – so a guy like me just pictures Florida. I've actually never been as uh, – it's just a beautiful beach. The whole state is a lovely beach, um, and there's great weather and a lot of Cubans and probably great food and nightclubs. How much do I have right and how much is wrong? Most, most, mostly, yeah. Um, we don't get – it's not the – we're not in the Cuban area, mm-hmm. <laughs> which would be Miami or um, you know further south. We're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have what they call the attractions. Oh, Disney World. Disney World and um, Universal and right, a right. bunch of other things. Right. Which, by the way, since we've moved here, we haven't gone to. <laughs> I don't think – I think when you move to a place like that, you kind of aren't allowed. That's only for people who are from out of town and visit. <laughs> I don't know that they'll let locals in. Yeah. Well, I lived in I lived in New York most of my life, or actually most most of my life, and I've never been to the uh, Statue of Liberty. Right, right, exactly. That's how that works. I have I lived in L.A. and I've never looked down at the sidewalk at the little stars on Sunset Boulevard. That's really? not entirely true. Actually, it's Hollywood Boulevard. I I've just by being there, but I've made a point to think in my head. I live here. I'm above this sort of thing. Right, so right, I, I just I steal glances downward. I don't go. I'm not a tourist. Right. Exactly. You got to set, set you yourself there. there. Um, in fact, tourists suck. You have to. You know, they don't know how to walk down the street. They, they always bump do into things because they're busy staring at stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, now you have, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a, you have certain kinds of animals that make you a specific type of pet owner. Is that right? Uh, yes, I have, and, and I still do. And is this something that, that comes from when you were a kid, or is this something you started as an adult? No, actually, it comes from my wife. Ah, you married into being a bird person. Not even. It's, it was like we were living in New York, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And my wife said, we have to go down to this pet store. This was a while back. Mm-hmm. I just want to look at this bird. <laughs> That's how it starts. That was all it was. Right, all right, right. we're going to just go and look at the bird. A specific bird. A spe- this was a, a Quaker parrot. Okay. Green and gray. Lovely bird. And I'm like, all right, we're just going to go down and look at it. And so then we're in the car on the way home with the bird in a box <laughs> trying to figure out names for it. And that's how it started. Are there more that's birds or just that one bird? I didn't like birds before that bird. Mm-hmm. But then I fell in love. Literally. I don't know if it's literally. I mean, we didn't we didn't like. You know, cuddle or anything. No, but you love. Actually, we did cuddle. She, she used to sit on my shoulder and cuddle up to me and sleep, and I had pictures of it. It was like, oh my god. (laughs) But and you've since had other birds. Like you've been a bird owner ever since. Yes. Well, um, the the first bird was Scooby, Mm -hmm. and she passed away, Mm -hmm. and um, so I would go. We would go to this place here in in Florida called, you know, Pets for Us. And they had um, tanks, not actually cages. They just had little tanks with birds in them. And um, this one bird, when we came in there, would walk up to me and go, hello, hello, hello. And I was like smitten. This bird was playing you, Rich. (laughs) Yeah. This was a, a, a... combination of a, a bare-eyed cockatoo and a um, yellow-crested cockatoo. And I would go in and the bird would just like climb on me. I have pictures. I, I should send you pictures of this. Ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm lying down in bed one day and I'm thinking, I got to have this bird. And it was only like 1200 bucks. Whoa, whoa. A bird cost 1200 bucks? Can I tell you something real quick? Sure, yeah. The younger the bird is, the more expensive they are. Because once they start getting older, they start to um, connect with the people in the bird, in the pet shop. Right. And if they, if they like, bond with them, then the bird is not going to be, you know, good with the people that buy it. It's a, it's a used bird at that point. <laughs> yeah, essentially. You want to buy them and new so, off of the lot, right, yeah. So at one point, we just go in there, and when, I'm just, again, I wasn't actually thinking of purchasing the bird. Right. I was just there talking to it. You were and like it, your wife. I'm just going to go look at it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then my wife goes, all right, you want to get it? And I'm like, you're kidding, right? No, we can't do this. This is an expensive bird. And she's like, yeah, go ahead. Why not? And the guy's like, all right, I'll, I'll take 100 bucks off. And – so we had a cockatoo named Beaker. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and now birds, birds live a long time. Is Beaker still around? Uh, well, uh, there was an issue with Beaker. Uh, 
when we first got Beaker, again, he was on my shoulder all the time. He was a baby. He was a sweetheart. And he was a great bird. But as he got older, he, he bonded to my wife and not me. Okay. And so that when I would try to uh, spend time with him, he would bite the fur out of me. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen, a, you know, a, a cockatoo has a, has a what they call a three-point bite. The bottom beak has two, like, fangs on it. Okay. And the top one has a big hook like a can opener. Mm-hmm. And when they bite you, they bite you. <laughs> I would not want my fingers near – just I'm picturing a bird like that. I don't want my fingers anywhere near its mouth or beak. Yeah. Picture it as a dinosaur that's angry at you. Right, right. Those yeah. kind of jaws, sure, sure. So after a while, as much as I love Beaker, and I really still do, um, we had to rehome him. We brought him to a place, and he's fine now. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I got parakeets. <laughs> and that's where you are now, a parakeet owner. Yeah, and they're much less dangerous, so it's cool. Uh, if you want to get even less dangerous – here's what I know about birds. If you want even less dangerous than a parakeet, uh, finches. Really? I've a, I have a friend, and she's really she's also a bird person. You guys would get along great. Uh, she's got a bunch of different kinds of birds. I think some of them are parakeets. One of them, um, it's not a cockatoo, but it's big enough that it's got like personality, and it, it yeah. can sort of look at you. I mean, the parakeets are just parakeets, but the the little tiny finches are the ones that I like because they just look so innocuous, and they're so just and they, and they chirp and they're cool. they chirp exactly. It's not like a it's not like a, a shriek or a squawk. It's just a little sort of a, a subtle chirping. Uh, so if I were to have birds, Rich, I would start with finches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you should start and stop at finches, I think. There you go. Right. Exactly. Uh, so how many parakeets do you have? Like, are you someone with 20 parakeets two. in the house? Just two. Okay, right. Yeah, uh, you know what? That almost means you're not – well, that, that puts you in the category of just a guy who happens to have birds and not necessarily a bird person. Now, I know you are a bird person, but with just two parakeets, I think you could pass yourself off as a normal guy. Well, the thing is that we've been looking at getting a green cheek conure. Uh oh, that oh, what, what's a conure? It's a it's about the size of a like a fist, like a, a hand. Okay. And they're they're really friendly, and they they're not bitey, and they can learn how to speak. So and it's like you know. If you a, don't mind my asking, bird mid range. Okay, and what would you pay roughly for a conure? How how much of a luxury is this? Um, I'm not even sure. I think it's like a hundred, two hundred bucks. Something oh, like that's that. reasonable. Okay, because when you say twelve hundred, that sets the expectation for birds all being absurdly expensive. But conures sound more reasonable. Well, I mean, if you want to go to the upper level of birds, you're thinking of a, a, a one of those gray Amazon gray parrots okay. with the red tail that actually can speak English and tell you where to go. Right. And well, those are ridiculously expensive. Five thousand dollars, maybe. Yeah, like, like you could buy a used car or something with that kind of money, right? <laughs> or a, com- a decent computer. Yeah, exactly. Right, something that would run modern games. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So those are your birds. You are in Florida. Uh, people are indeed crazy. Stay away. Uh, you <laughs> uh, now you worked as a bouncer in New York, right? Indeed, I did. Yes. How do you get a job as a bouncer? Does that mean you are sort of like a lunk-headed, muscly guy? Well, that's true, but no, that's not how I got the job. <laughs> At least I was, but Tom, when I was in my 20s, I was gorgeous. 
man. I just want you to know that. Rich, weren't we all? <laughs> I was I was so hot. I mean, you know, but no, that has nothing. That's neither here nor there. I just wanted to say that. Okay. All right. All right. But um, what the way I got that the job was that I used to hang out at a bar called Kenny's Castaways in Manhattan. And uh, I hung out there a lot. I mean, from like the age of 19 to like, you know, 20s. And I got to become friends with people that worked there. Um, I met the owner. His name was Pat Kenny. Uh, If you want to picture Pat Kenny in your head, think of Quint from Jaws. Ah, I like this. He's like, hi, Rich. How you doing, man? It's been nice to see you again. You know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um, Bobby Brighter was uh, the bartender there at the time. And we, we we hung out. We used to go out. And he was like, yo, dude, we why don't you, you know, become a bouncer? All you have to do is stand at the door, check IDs, and take money. And I was like, oh, cool. I can do that because – doesn't take a look. Lunk-headed, definitely. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, you know, I started working there. I worked there for over 10 years. And is it true that as a bouncer, you just stand at the door, check IDs, and take money? Most of the time, yes. What are the you times they, when that's – go ahead. Sorry. You know when they talk about, like, being in the Army, and it's 90% boredom and 10% real exciting – Right. Yeah. Well, I think they use the word sheer terror or something sheer, like that. But yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that that's pretty much what it is. I mean, most of the time you just stand there with your buddy and, you know, you sneak drinks. Well, at least I did, but shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> and, you know, you, it's, it's pretty laid back. And then you have things like the one time it, this guy came in and he was pounding on our um, our pinball game. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I took him aside and said, dude, you can't bang on that glass. That's expensive glass. You know that a sheet of glass on a pinball game can cost $1,000? Oh, Rich, I don't doubt it at all. Those old pinball machines, yeah, like there's there's a whole hobby based on people maintaining those. And I would be a part of that hobby except for two things. It takes a lot of space, and it's super expensive. The third thing also, you can play pinball on computers just fine these days. But but yeah, so naturally, yeah, you can't be banging on – a pinball machine because that's gonna it doesn't make enough money in quarters to to pay for the thousand dollars of broken pane of glass of course so i'm sure this guy was like oh absolutely sir my apologies i'll be more gentle with it in the future right that's what they do when you say that to him god bless you tom yeah <laughs> no it wasn't quite like that the guy the guy got angry uh-huh. he was drunk in a bar who figured you know <laughs> and so i you know i was trying to take him outside and he swung on me and so then we get into a there was a, a confrontation and one of the uh, other um bouncers was this guy and he literally in the middle of the fight with that began picked up a bottle and smacked it into this guy's head now in the movies that means the guy goes out cold no Actually, it, it means that the guy got a, his his uh, orbit of his eye fractured, but that pissed off his friends. Oh, and so uh, the there a fight really began to the point where um, 
we're dragging the guy outside and we a whole bunch of other stuff started to happen. I have two guys, one under each arm, and I'm, you know, like in headlocks, dragging him out. I tear my sneaker on the little doorstop and literally rip my sneaker off. And I'm dragging the guy outside, and some idiot just starts punching me in the head. One of the dudes so frowns. I know, a stranger, a complete okay. stranger. Who sees a fight breaking out and wants to jump and in, And decides I guess. he wants to hit somebody. Right. Yes. <laughs> so now I'm getting pounded in the head, but I have two guys under my arms. I'm like, well, I can't let go of these guys to go after that guy mm-hmm. because – these guys will start pounding me on the head also. And, well, just let's say that that eventually it became a bottle-throwing fracas on Thompson Street from, like, one end of the block to the other. People throwing bottles at us and, you know, us trying to protect the big glass window, which, by the way, cost a little more than the glass on the the pinball machine. Right, I can imagine. And it was just, it was amazing. It was literally like a riot. I was going to say, yeah, this sounds like a riot. Uh, now, do the cops come out? I mean, obviously, the cops come out and shut Eventually this down. Eventually, the and cops come. Okay, right. And the cops are our friends as bouncers. Right, because you guys are sort of the forces of law and order. You represent order. And, well, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Theoretically, sure. Everyone on the block, all the bouncers on the block came to protect us. That's how that's the uh, the bouncer way. That's because that's what I was going to say before, Rich, is that the thing that bouncers have in their favor is there's going to be one drunk guy, but multiple bouncers. But it didn't occur to me yet. Drunk guys a lot of times probably have friends, not only friends, but accomplices and, and idiots that just jump in because they're drunk. But similar, conversely, there are other bars on the street, and you, the other bouncers, you know, you guys all stick together. You're, it's like different factions in an RTS or something. Indeed, yes, exactly. We got out of this, you know, pretty much. Well, I went to the hospital. What? What? How did you get? What kind of injury did you have? What? Well, I got punched in the head several times, so I had to over my uh, left eye. I had a really bad cut. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that when I get to the hospital, some I'm sorry if this is too long a story. No, no, no. Believe me. Those of us who haven't been bouncers find this very entertaining. So I eventually went back into the bar as it was like toning down and the police were out there. And there was this dude there that, you know, he was a nice guy. He hangs out there and he's like, you know, you're bleeding. And I, you know, I really didn't even think about it. All I thought about is that one of my sneakers is missing. <laughs> You're walking around in one shoe. Yeah. I literally – it was torn in half, and, and so we got some duct tape to t- to tie the shoe up. <laughs> so I had two. But this guy's like, oh, you're bleeding pretty bad, and it, can I take you to the hospital? And I'm like, well, if I'm bleeding that bad, I don't want to ruin your car. He's like, no, get in the car. So I, I put a you know a bar towel onto my head, and the guy drove me to St. Vincent's Hospital, which, by the way, is no longer existent either but uh whatever that is and i get into the emergency room and there are three of the guys that i was fighting with oh in the bar mm-hmm. and so like i'm sitting across from these guys and I, i'm thinking like i'm hoping there isn't going to be an issue i probably need stitches <laughs> you know and one guy goes hey man i'm really sorry about my friend 
And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, what do you say at that point? It's like, this is, I don't know how uncomfortable a situation you have ever been in. But this was an incredibly uncomfortable situation. It does sound, though, like he was trying to be gracious, though. And that, that to me, is a cool part of the story, is that it's, it's after the fight he probably realizes what a dope he's been. He sees you, and rather than it bringing out the aggression in him, his first inclination is to apologize. Like, I think that's kind of cool of him. Actually, I'd like to think that he was afraid that I would kick his ass. <laughs> but all right, I'll go with your situation, too. <laughs> So after this, you, you get stitches, I presume. You're obviously like, well, this bouncer stuff is nonsense. I'm done with this, right? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Bouncers get all the chicks, man. I can imagine. Well, it, well, first of all, it, I would think the guys, like if there's a musical act, they're at the top level. That's somewhere down below just the regular bar patrons, bouncers fit in. Yeah, I can imagine. Is that Here you go, Rich. Is that how you met your wife? Oh, no. Uh, you want to go that way? I met my wife on Prodigy. Oh, that's fine. Nah, you know what? It would be far it's better a story if, yeah, if like it was during this fracas, you like you protected her and you spirited her away while the, the riot was going on. And uh, all right, Prodigy. Now, uh, Prodigy. Tell people who aren't our age what Prodigy is. It was um, it was like AOL back <laughs> then, back in the the eighties, nineties, I guess. Uh, it was a uh, you know. It was one step up from a bulletin board service. But it was not, as some folks might think, it wasn't like a dating service. It's not where people oh, no, 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 no. find their wives. Right. So how is it you meet someone on Prodigy and then end up marrying her? Well, uh, this is an interesting story. We were, on, we were in a chat room. You remember chat rooms, don't you? I do, yes. It's, like, it's weird. Like I'm talking to someone going, you remember double albums? <laughs> well, we used to we used to do that use those to clean our weed. Yeah, weed had seeds in it. Remember? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it would collect in that little groove between the album fold. Sure. But you never did that. You just know. No, it. no, I've heard about it. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, I'm 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 like in this chat room, and there's me, this like um, Scandinavian dude, and my wife. And the Scandinavian dude is talking. We had never spoken before. This is just three strangers. Mm -hmm. Scandinavian dude is talking about breaking up with his girlfriend and how he's suicidal. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and so my wife and I spent pretty much most of the evening trying to convince him not to kill himself. Still there, Tom? <laughs> and for, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm listening. And, and from there, that's how I mean that kind of establishes a bond between you and this other oh, random yeah. woman on the on the internet as well. Yeah, sure. Went back, you know, in there a couple of times, and we talked to him, and he seemed to be doing better and everything. And so um, she and I started talking in our own little private chat room. And eventually, after a, quite a while, you know, I said, look, uh, why don't you give me a call? I'll give you my phone number. You don't have to give me yours. I don't want to be like a stalker or anything. And for about a year, we were on the phone talking to each other. Mm -hmm. How far off was she? So you're in Brooklyn, I presume. She lived in Seattle. I mean, oh, good Lord. Well, yeah, that in like Hawaii or Alaska. Yeah, yeah. 
And eventually she's like, all right, you know, um, I got a plane ticket. I'm coming to meet you, which was actually surprising to me. But she came here and, you know, and the rest is history. We're, we've been together for over 20 years. Whoa, Rich. And we were we got married about uh, I don't know about seven or eight years ago. Uh-huh. Don't don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it because of uh, taxes, basically. Uh-huh. She said to me, you know, if we can uh, file as married, we'll get like five thousand dollars. And I'm like, all right, cool, we're married. It's good. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> Will you marry me? Yes. All right. Let's and we went to uh, to the um, what do you get the the, the justice the justice of peace, of the peace. Right. yeah my mother was the was the um, the witness and mm-hmm. you know, the rest is gold man did you guys do anything fun afterwards like a honeymoon or it was just like an, making it official you know we're together but let's go ahead and no, do no, it we just went home okay no. sure <laughs> <laughs> I mean we had our honeymoon much later. I was at a, a, a quote-unquote wedding just last night, which was not a wedding because it was some folks, you know, roughly our age, who had months ago just gone to the courthouse and done the actual deed, but mm-hmm. then afterwards decided, well, I guess we'll schedule this quote-unquote. It's kind of like a fake wedding, uh, which you know, no one begrudged them. It's a great opportunity to come out and be at a wedding, even if it's not technically uh, a wedding. So yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, he mentioned that to me, and I, I said, uh, enjoy your wedding. I, now I can say, enjoy your fake wedding. Exactly, fake wedding. Right, right. Uh, now, uh, you had me watch also a movie today. You didn't have me watch it, but you had mentioned before a movie that you would be interested, I think, in basically just hearing my thoughts on. Uh, or it was related to some celebrity encounter you, you had. Let me just explain what the movie is, and then I want to hear what on earth – how on earth do you know about this thing and of what relevance is it to you so i watched today a movie called three men in a boat it's from the 70s but it's you actually actually watched it i did wait oh yeah i did (laughs) but it's 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 not just from the 70s it's from uh basically a british mark twain from you know the 19th century wrote a story about I didn't never thought about that, but yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, because they don't have a Mississippi River and escaped slaves and all that stuff, so they just have three gentlemen uh, get in a boat and float down the Thames River, and it's kind of their adventures. And they have uh, in in the movie, and actually, this was a this book had a a sequel. There was like three men on a bicycle, or like this became kind of a series of of travel logs. Yeah, yeah. That this guy I wrote. I did not know that. Yeah. So watching it, uh, it's certainly dated. It's very English. I can see in it bits of, uh, and not just because Michael Palin is in it, but I can see bits of Monty Python because it's mm-hmm. sort of picaresque. They, they just meet various people. They have little adventures at points along the river. Um, but the two things that really struck me about it, Rich, uh, this is a movie directed by a guy named Stephen Frears, who in 10 years, about 10 years or so, maybe six, seven years, after making this TV movie, he's going to make a, a really cool movie called The Hit, 
with Terrence Stamp, uh, Tim Roth, and uh, John Hurt. And it's going to launch a film career for this guy. And this guy's been making movies for a while now. He basically introduced Daniel Day-Lewis in a movie called uh, Prick Up – or no, My Beautiful Laundrette. I think that was him. Uh, he did a couple of John Cusack movies, uh, High Fidelity and The Grifters. Um, he just did something with Meryl Streep called Florence Foster Jenkins. But this is a super early Stephen Frears movie. Um, so that was cool to discover, but even cooler, it was written – it was an adaptation by Tom Stoppard, uh, and you can definitely uh-huh. see bits in here because Tom Stoppard wrote the script for Terry Gilliam for Brazil, and he's known yeah, for a I play called uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. He's got this great sort of a Beckett-esque sense of the absurd, a sense of humor, uh, and you can definitely see in this adaptation of Three Men in a Boat – Little inklings, little bits of DNA that will come to fruition in Brazil. Uh, so really weirdly dated, very, very English. But because it was Stephen Frears and Tom Stoppard, uh, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, now, you sounded surprised that I actually watched it. Have you ever even seen it? Oh, yeah, a few times. I, oh, okay. I actually watch it. See, you have to understand the, uh, the, um, the DNA behind it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I first saw Tim Curry as, um, you know, the transvestite. Right. Who, I, we should point out, is in Three Men in a Boat. I didn't say that before, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But uh, this is back after um, getting turned on to the turned on to that, you know, <laughs> and um, really enjoying Tim Curry very much. And I saw this on, like, late night TV Shortly after seeing him in in uh, Rocky Horror Show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Holy crap, that's Tim Curry!" You know, that was the the whole totality of it for me. Because he didn't have makeup on; he just looks like a normal British guy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And also that 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 uh, Michael Palin was in it because, of course, I was a big uh, fan of Monty Python. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm watching this movie and I'm going, "Wow, you know, there is." Something else to Tim Curry other than being a transvestite, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I watch it. It was it was just such a, a set piece. You know what I mean? That it was so Victorian. Ah, yes. Yep. Yep. And you know the with the hats and the and the you know the, the how much food they have and what they're eating. But my favorite part is actually the beginning when they're talking about what illnesses they have. Right. So, oh, well, yes, I have that, and oh, I also have the other one, and right. yes, well, I have, you know, happiness or something. <laughs> and it just, it it struck a chord for me in a big way. Uh, I love some of the, uh, and maybe this is me reading too much into it, but similar to Mark Twain, there seems like a, a lot of these episodes have some kind of social commentary in them, even if it's somewhat veiled. I love the bit where they go to the hedge maze, and it's actually just one of them. And there's this kind of social commentary about leading people through the maze, and some people just refuse to follow the guy. Exactly, right, right. And there's the one with the baby, and she's just like, no, I'm just going to sit here. But there's this kind of almost progressive social commentary in just this one weird little maze chapter, uh, which is like – I don't even know if it was written as a metaphor, uh, but just taking it that way, uh, it it was really fun to sort of watch – 
what was probably Mark Twain-style humor and social commentary from the 19th century expressed by Tim Curry, Tom Stoppard, and, and Stephen Frears. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that that was done on purpose. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't a, oh, you know, just we're going to run around the maze thing. There was, th- yeah, there was a commentary, certainly. Yeah. I yeah. agree 100% there. But it was humorous as opposed to today. Let's just say um, certain people are running around in a maze <laughs> and it's less funny. <laughs> Oh, Florida. We won't go that way. Right? <laughs> uh, have you seen any of the other productions of this? No, I haven't. I didn't know there were any until tonight. But yeah, so there was a there was the the original. I guess it was a a novelette or something, a novella. There's a radio play. I think there are two other film productions of it. Uh, but I, I believe this is something of an establishment in England, like the way there might be a bunch of Huckleberry Finns or Tom Sawyers in the U.S. I think it's similar to Three Men in a Boat in England, maybe. So. Well, in that case, it's like um, Hey Nurse in Britain. I don't even so – you've lost me there. What is Hey Nurse in Britain? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of um, um, stuff like this, but it's um, – what's the guy from Star, Star Wars? Sir Alex Guinness. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was in uh, like Hey This or a Hey That. It was like a wow. I, I guess I'm I'm showing my age now. Are they like but, comedies? Yeah, they are. Alec Guinness was in comedies that would never have occurred to me. Like I know him, of course, as Obi Wan, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Uh, oh, late isn't. I think there's a movie called Lady Killers. It's kind of a comedy. Yes, him. he was he was the original one, and they redid it again recently. Right, right, right. Where they dig under the woman's house to to break into the bank. the The new one is with um, George Clooney. No, no, no. The uh, Wilson, the basket, you know, the Will Tom Hanks. <laughs> I like that Wilson. You started going yeah, to basketball versus I'm volleyball. Trying to find a yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks is newer. Right, right. Ralph Guinness was in the older one. I am sorry, Tom. I'm not. I'm not 100. percent Okay. Oh no. Hey, look, Rich. I'm like a total movie nerd. Like I love when people are like, "What's that movie with such and such?" Like I love the way some people are about sports. I am with movie movie trivia and. I know that. Yes. Yeah. So later on, uh, something. Yes. Go ahead. You were Oscar's gay lover in The Office. I was, and the only time uh, I have ever been recognized in public, and I don't know, you know, quote, recognized in public, is uh, for that role. I was once at a Trader Joe's. It's a supermarket here in Southern California, and the cashier chick uh, was like, can I ask you something? And I thought she was going to say something about, like, you know, a, a shirt I was wearing or, I had, or why I was buying a certain kind of eggs. I don't know what she was going to say. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. And she's like, are you on The Office? <laughs> and that was the only time. Uh, and she was kind of cute, too. And she thought, you know, here I am. A, I don't know if she thought I was actually gay. If she, Yeah, what but, I was going to say is she's cute, but oh, you're gay, so it's not going to work. Exactly right. That's not the ideal role for picking up hot chicks at a Trader Joe's, right? <laughs> Uh, but yes, I, I was uh, the boyfriend of the dude on The Office. Yeah. Do you agree with me 
and actually I don't have much – I don't know the American office very well. But you sound like the kind of guy who knows what Hey Nurse is and Three Men in a Boat would understand that the American office can't hold a candle to what Ricky Gervais did in – I have heard that, yes. Okay. Okay. I have I, not seen the original, but yeah, I've heard. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the internet. I know right. what's going. On. <laughs> and to be fair, they're different beasts. Uh, I think. Indeed, like, yes. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Wonder Woman movie? Not yet. No, I have not. Okay, because there's an actress from the well, yeah, yeah, there's an actress from the original Office uh, in the Wonder Woman movie who I was elated to see. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, all right. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. One, one thing, I'm I'm not a movie goer anymore. It's probably a wise choice. I have an issue with going to the theater <laughs> because it's just annoying sometimes. The last movie I saw in this, well, started to see was I believe it was the first Iron Man. Okay, started to see. There was a child. Um, running up and down the aisles, screaming at the top of his lungs. And this woman had a stroller next to her seat. And I just, I'm sorry, I, I lost it. I was just like, no, this is not how, you know, what happened to shh and everyone, you know, be is quiet and that kind of thing. Am I, am I too old? I guess I am. So here, here's the problem with that, Rich. So so, what happened? So you just left? You were just like, screw this, I'm out of here? I actually left my wife in the theater, Right. went out to the front, and gotten – you know, there were lines – were huge lines. And I went right to the front of the line, and I said, look, this is such and such, and the kid, and blah, 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 and I want right. a refund. Right. And he actually gave me a refund for both tickets. <laughs> Even though I your wife got to see the rest of the movie? She got to watch the movie, <laughs> so I guess I, I – you know, I stole a movie, but uh, – so I went up to the uh, a bar nearby, had a few drinks, then went up to the uh, where we parked our car and sat there and had a cigarette and watched the sunset. I mean, it was like, cool. All right, here's my problem with that, Rich. You basically seeded yeah. the uh, territory to this obnoxious woman who thinks it's okay to bring a child in a stroller to a movie and let the child run up and down the aisles. It it, it falls to guys like you and me, Rich. To claim for ourselves the experience of going to the theater without a bunch of yahoos ruining it. Uh, now, maybe I can just say this because I live in L.A. and there's a kind of a culture here around entertainment, around movies. We have some relatively high-end theaters that are sympathetic to the idea that we don't want people talking or texting. But when I go to a movie, I'm like you. I don't want – you know, I, we're here to see the movie. You don't – you don't talk. You don't bring your children. You don't pull up your phone and check your texts halfway through to blind or open your Tupperware and start eating the food you brought. <laughs> I mean, there's and, and it's up to us to not necessarily be aggressive, but to point out to people to try to instill in them a sense of shame for how they're ruining the experience for other people. And to a certain degree, it gets to the point where you go and you tell the manager. Now, you did the right thing. You got a refund so the manager knows. Well, I did speak well, to the manager about it. I right. told him you know, where we were and what happened. And, and that's what good. Happened after that's, that. But that's good for letting the manager know. But what, what didn't happen, Rich, is that this woman who brought her child – 
no one confronted her with the fact that she was ruining the experience for, for everyone else. Now, that's not your responsibility, by the way. I'm not saying that was a failure on your part. Oh, but, I'm a bouncer. I could have done it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could have handled a woman and a child. <laughs> I'll take but my a point is, out. like, that woman needs to be told. And this is how I feel when I go to a movie and people are checking their texts and stuff. I don't want to be rude, and I can't, the way I do it is I, I, I do it very politely, and I say, excuse me, sir, that's really distracting. Could you please wait until after the movie? Like you always and introduce you yourself in a that. non-confrontational way. You explain the problem to the person, and then you present for them an easy solution, you know, wait till later. And if someone's going to be a dick about it and they're like, no, fuck you, then you go get the manager. But 99% of the time, people will be like, oh, right, okay, and they'll realize – they were a jerk to everyone in the I theater. Disagree. Hopefully, they think about it a second time. Mothers, yeah, mothers don't do that. I get you. There's probably a whole biological imperative that <laughs> have that offspring work there. The first thing you're doing is you're attacking the child, and yeah. that can go very bad very fast. The one time I think I actually it almost became a fight was not because I told someone. You know, hey, please don't do that. But there were a bunch of girls sitting in front of me who were talking during a movie, and I leaned forward and I was like, "Excuse me, that's really distracting. Could you please not talk during the movie?" And they were just like, "Oh, okay." But then there was a guy down the down the row who was like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing? You don't talk to them. You talk to me." It was there. It was one of the girls' dads who had gone to the movie with them, and the girls wanted to sit on their own. But he thought I was like bothering his daughters, so he he super he got super defensive. And when I was like, "Sir, you you know these." Girls are being distracting. He's like, screw you. You don't talk to them. You come talk to me if you have a problem. And he was like it, – it was like we were talking full voice in this theater full of people that I you know, realized – You well, became okay. the problem then. Exactly, right. Exactly. I was the guy who was bothering his daughter. So well, you I know just, what you need there, yeah. Tom? You need a bouncer with you. Hey, Rich, from now on, I need you to accompany me to movies. <laughs> I'm just going to sick you on people. <laughs> Uh, Rich, let's get nerdy now. Okay. Yeah, let's talk game, though. So you uh, – when folks come on the podcast, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, what's a, I ask them what's a game that you'd like to talk about. We can talk about whatever, but what is a game that is significant to you? Uh, you brought up something that I thought was dead and isn't around anymore. Uh, why would you pick a dead game that – uh, as far as I can tell, has been 100% obsoleted by other games. Well, um, and what is it, by I, the way? I'll let you. Yeah. It's Jumpgate. Okay. And a shout out to Brian Rubin. Hey, Brian. You love spaceship <laughs> games, right? Um, I, I've been having problems trying to figure out what game I would speak to you about. Mm-hmm. All right. For instance, the thing I was going to do was uh, Guild Wars Two. Hmm. But someone had already done that. Great choice, though. Right. And done it well. So um, I was speaking to a friend of mine, um, and we this came up, and I was thinking, what a great community the game had. It's not so much – I mean, the game was great. Don't get me wrong. But the people involved in, with the game were the, the reason that I, I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. The Jumpgate community from the get-go were really nice people, even though we, you know, we killed each other, <laughs> you know, playing. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what you what you want to hear about. What? It. Uh, what is there anything that 
is unique to Jumpgate because a, a lot of online communities are full of jerks. Uh, and it sounds yeah. like you're saying that wasn't your experience in Jumpgate. Why Not do you think that is? Is there anything about in the gameplay? Did it just happen to hit a sweet spot of guys who aren't jerks? Uh, why do you think the Jumpgate community was friendlier than average? Well, it, it was uh, it was a more mm, it's hard to explain. It was a more complex game mm-hmm. in that the way you 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 flew the ships. It wasn't like point and click. It had like a semi-Newtonian uh, spaceships thing. So if you went really fast in your ship, you wouldn't just stop when you stopped accelerating. You would slow down. And I, I know that that doesn't make sense as, as far as the rest of it, but there was so much depth to the game. And you knew everyone there because it wasn't there weren't a lot of people there. I mean, there may have been like three or 4,000 people when it first came out. But there were at least 1,000 really hardcore players for most of it. And I'm sure at any point Brian will correct me. The thing that I enjoyed about it was that there there was an RP aspect in which you really made the game while you were playing it. Uh, For instance, uh, there were three um, groups. There was Qantas. Um, sorry, not Quantar, Soul Rain, and Octavius. So I like was uh, factions, uh, basically. Yeah, okay. and I was okay. Octavius. And at one point, uh, several of us actually kidnapped the uh, religious leader of the Quantar, and it was done, you know, RP in the game, and the devs in the game allowed it to happen. So we actually so- were making. Sorry, go ahead. No, it was this. So this isn't like a quest that was built into the game. No, this is not at all. this is a basically a player created event. Like Something there was some mechanism happened. in the game for you to make someone follow you or go somewhere he didn't want to go. Actually, was this no. a, another player or an NPC that you kidnapped? Uh, it was an NPC. It was one of okay. the devs. But we we did this in chat on the game as well as actually flying. Mm-hmm. So you had this, you know, the the chat screen on the uh, bottom right, and you would say, "All right, I've gotten Brother Io, which was his name," and uh, you know, and the dev would go along with it, and that's what added so much to it for me. So the devs were kind of like DMing in a way. Yes, indeed, exactly. Well, I can tell you a story. I hope I'm not talking out of out of uh, school here, but. Near the end of the game, one of the devs, uh, GM Mal, was playing uh, one of the characters in the game, Dr. Cusin, and we were in Amananth, and, and there weren't a lot of other people on, and I was in a, a group called New Dawn. Big, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, this is like tangent, 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 <laughs> but... We would be in Amnant Station. It would be me and this guy from New Dawn and GM Mall, who was a woman. And she had, like, total dev ownership of the game. So she would, like, just, like, type in, and we'd be somewhere else in the universe. They sort of had, like, a relationship, you know, an online relationship going. Mm -hmm. Can I talk about this? I don't know that I want to get anyone in trouble. but I don't – I think – I mean, I can't imagine anybody – from jump like it's it's shut down and it's gone. Who was this yeah, Net Devil? Devil? Who ran it? Yeah, yeah. 
three do is gone. Yeah. And, you know. So you, but well, I, you, I don't know. You tell me. Like, is this is this woman? Would this woman get in trouble for what she did with you guys? Just like using uh, dev codes point, to, to manipulate the game. I don't think so. Okay. Because it was there were le- there were a lot less people on by then. She but wasn't was, doing things like giving you for free a million space bucks. No, no, no. She no. wasn't like breaking the game's economy or anything. Oh no, the the economy was gone by then. <laughs> I mean, the the economy wasn't that great to begin with. Um, for a while there was this there was this like uh, thing where you could get it was called material mining. They call mm-hmm. it mats. And if you had a really good, uh, like a, a transport ship, you know, like a freighter, mm-hmm. you could go between two um, systems and get like billions of dollars. Or Just general trading, right? Game bucks, yeah. Right. And there were a couple of people that, that really did that to, you know, a certain point. But, I mean, it was broken, but it got fixed. But the guys that did it the, the most were like the friendliest guys in the world, and they would give you space books <laughs> for free. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you want some? Here, have some. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that inflation does, by the way. It's easier to throw yeah. money around <laughs> with high inflation. Yeah, we had wheelbarrows full of inflation books. <laughs> To get a loaf of bread kind of thing. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I was asking you about it, and it sounds like part of the issue was this isn't a game that some dumb kid can jump into, like World of Warcraft, okay. and just jump in and be abusive. It's a game well, that requires – the with Warcraft, all right? I mean let's not, let's not insult everybody. <laughs> How about League of Legends? Because anybody can jump into League of Legends, pick up any character they want, and then yeah. – Scream at the other at his teammates for for sucking or whatever, but but it sounds like it's a game that in order to play it, you really had to care enough about it to master Indeed. a unique form of interaction with the spaceships. There was this kind of the barrier to is, entry. We didn't have the fourteen-year-old uh, racist, uh, homophobic kids in that game, right? I mean, because if you were, you would get shot down over. And over and over again. So did, was it always open PvP? Because that's something in games these days that MMOs, like they distinguish PvE where players can't hurt each other and PvP where players can hurt each they other. Have, they had flags. You could flag yourself as PvE or PvP. And I assume as soon as you start attacking someone, then you are PvP. You could well. be flagged, yes. Right, right, right. Well, uh, I was, Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. So uh, you're, you're in a you're in a guild. Uh, it sounds like you could see. Could you see the game falling apart? Like you talked about the economy. Uh, you talked about working playing with this GM, and you said at a certain point it didn't matter. Like, was there this sense of the game is failing? It's falling apart before it shut that down. That was earlier. Um, it wasn't so much falling apart. Is that the the population decreased? Hmm? And um, no, real quick. I'm sorry. This was a subscription game, right? They weren't doing any special. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back right, then it right. was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, earlier on in my in my uh, what do you call it? My my incarnation there. I was Discord, this quant guy. And at first, I was just you know flying around. Eventually, you had to get to a certain level. So I get into the PvP. You couldn't do that with your little fliver, the first one you got. Mm -hmm. But you'd level up. And once you got to, like, level 25, uh, Quants would get – I mean, um, Ox would get into a Phoenix. 
which is a pretty good thing. The the ox were like the the heavy firepower guys, and then the the quants were the the religious dudes, and they had pretty decent ships. And the Solrain, they had the fastest ships. So there was you know it was like a rock paper scissors kind of thing, right? And so at first, you know, I wasn't that involved with other people, but I ended up working uh, for a group called working for see that's how it sounds i'm working with a group called new dawn right now they had in the game um pve called flux or conflux they were these pink things that were like you know the enemy right and they were in different levels you from one to higher up you know and you would get like um awards for killing certain amount and so to get into um, New Dawn, you would have to be, like, decent at fluxing. And so, you know, New Dawn was a great bunch. They were a great bunch of guys and women. You know, I'm definitely not uh, PR at this point. But uh, the thing was that they were totally into killing the conflux, stopping it from happening. Right? And they didn't pvp right but they had some of the best pvpers in the game as the the leaders and so they had like a a list of you know you know we only fight conflux and you know we're trying to save the uh, universe from blah 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 but if you attack us (laughs) we're gonna kick your ass right which they did on many times on many occasions did you do much pvp yourself no, I was – I'm just – even then I was too old and, and decrepit. <laughs> now, it, it sounds – sorry. Well, as it, it sounds like it, it's not like, – like it, it requires the kind of skills you would use in a flight simulator. Yes. Like it's not like, like you – yeah, okay. So there, there's definitely an arcade-ish dexterity required for the PvP. No, it was it was very skill set. Um there was this guy in, in the game called Liette. He was also an Oct. And I, I eventually ended up with him in a, in a guild. And he tried to teach me PvP. Mm-hmm. This guy was one of the best. And I sucked so bad. <laughs> Rich, <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining said, a, a Karate Kid-style montage of him yeah, training yeah, yeah. you. Only where the guy doesn't learn anything. <laughs> Yeah, so eventually it was like, all right, look, Rich, you're really good, but you know, <laughs> go, go back to killing flux, right? right? Get a now, get a manta, get an eel. You know that those are the names. Since you know, really, you and I together, we're not we're not doing it right now. <laughs> uh, what eventually then happened to Jumpgate? Because I never played it, and I just always heard of it as something that people fondly recalled. Well, uh, eventually they just uh, closed it down. I think it was in 2012 was the last time. In fact, I think I, I have a goodbye jump gate post on your forum. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was like, no, we're shutting it down because, you know, the, the number of people kept dropping. And it was a shame because it was an awesome game. Right. It really was. And did, did you know that was coming or was it just like suddenly one day? We had a you know a forum and, and uh, GM Istvan and – Others were discussing that, you know, the the finances weren't working properly. 
you know, they uh, literally it was down to two devs running the entire show. Right. I mean, you know, the 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 game servers and the forums and everything else. And they were like, you know, we can get more money working somewhere else at this point. You know, no no biggie, but <laughs> this was a, a labor of love for them for a long time. Seriously. How how would you know how many people were playing? Like, was that an, an in-game stat that was available? Yeah, there was a, a forum called the a Josh Forum, J-O-S-S-H. And they had uh, a list of all the, of the players, all the um, the. The, the groups, the guilds, and, you know, who was online at any time. Okay, right. And it started to, you know, decrease. Now, was Jumpgate a gen, – the general model, uh, and I love how Guild Wars changed this, but the, the model for MMOs was you log in, you choose a server you're going to play on, and your server is a unique instance of the universe. Uh, was Jumpgate that, or do am I recalling correctly that like Jumpgate Eve Online, was it was all – Right, right, single shard, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, and that must have made a difference. Like that, that's like that's a well, significant uh, thing because uh, when you log in and back you're back at a certain back. place, everybody at that place is there and is visible, and you see them all. Like there's only one example of this one star, right? Well, let me correct myself. There was two. There was a European version, the uh, Euro, and there was the US. Okay. And at some point, they melded the two together to be uh, just a U.S. because, like I said, people were, you know, it was bleeding people. Right, right. Point. So that's that's one of the first signs of of doom for an MMO is when they're decreasing the numbers of right. servers. Yeah. Do you remember the last time that you were online with it? Like, do you remember the last time that you logged out and then knew, okay, it's gone, I'm never going to log in again? Well, I, I guess that was when we were in Amanant with uh, GM Mall and oh. – uh, the other guy and it was like yeah you know she would she would be very honest with us and talk to us and you know it was like yeah this is you know we're having fun here but this is not this is not how you this is what, what can i say this is not a viable financial aspect right. at this point it sounded like she was kind of letting you uh taking you on a tour through a dying universe kind of <laughs> in, in a way that's the way exactly the way i felt yeah. it yes Yes. Uh, now, I, I will say this is kind of the Schrodinger's cat of MMOs in that, yeah, it's dead, but it's also not dead, right? Like right. if I wanted to play Jumpgate as you soon could. as we stop talking, I can't. How on earth does that work? Well, like I said, um, I believe this Russian guy or people mm -hmm. have uh, the code and they're running it right now. And this they, is a, a legitimate license thing, or they're in Russia, so they don't care. They just who knows? Okay, <laughs> who knows? Right. I mean, you, know, you don't want to, you don't want to poke the the wound too much. <laughs> well, I wonder if it's the sort of thing where there's no there's there's no entity that would represent Net Devil still around, so no one no, cares. No. So even if they are violating some IP, there's no one who would care enough to prosecute I'm it. Like it sure might be something are. like that. I think it's more like of an abandoned where like no one right. cares kind of thing. Right. Right. But so if I were to just Google Jumpgate, there's a place I could go and download the client and presumably Certainly. log in and play it. Yeah, and you would be the only guy there right now. Oh, is that, that's what I was going to wonder. Is anyone Unless I was there too, then we could both be there. <laughs> but so there, there's a persistent server somewhere, but just nobody is really playing it? Well, there's also a subreddit for it. Okay. You know Reddit. And yep. uh, a lot of the posts on there are about a year old. 
So it's still there, but there's, right. I mean, you got to ask Brian about this. He would, he would probably tell you he was there like two or three years ago and he was like, Hey, everybody, you know, let's play this. And well, here's what I'm guessing is going on, Rich. And this is, uh, this is why I was sort of saying that the game is obsoleted, but I'm guessing the kinds of people who want to play jump gate are either in something like elite dangerous or, or the star citizen alpha or whatever. There are other places that right, they can, where get, they can get their experience. fix. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you been to any of those other places yourself? Well, I I have Elite Dangerous on okay. my computer, mm-hmm. but I am too old and decrepit to figure out how the hell to fly in it. <laughs> now, Rich, I want to say, as someone who is also old and decrepit, that has nothing to do. Here's here's the problem, and I I agree with you. It, there's a, quite the learning curve to figure out what the heck they're doing with that game. There's not a curve. There's a, a cliff. Exactly. And you just bang right into that cliff, and you have to fumble around to find the rope to climb up the cliff. But but once you get up here, Rich, the view is pretty impressive. I've heard, yes. Well, I got I have VR now. Um, oh, right. That's right. You just got a, a Vive, a Vive. I don't even know what to say. You just got one of those. Uh, yeah. Is it Vive? Vive. I think it's Vive. I'm pretty sure it's. Okay. It's like, is it Asus or Asus? I don't oh, know. Oh, good I lord! Just, no, it's yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't know. It's one of those things that you write and don't have to say out loud very often. Right. Right. So you just got one, uh, and have you tried Elite Dangerous with it? Not yet. Um, see, I have a, an issue. The reason that I was able to get the Vive mm-hmm. was because the wife was able to uh, essentially renovate the house, mm-hmm. or will be. We're taking up the carpet in the living room. We're, we're taking up the floors in the kitchen. Um, we're in the master bath. We're going to do the floor there, and we're taking out the bathtub and putting in a, a shower. And this is costing a few bucks. Which makes it and, sound to me like this is the worst time to buy an expensive toy. Well, no, this is the best time because the agreement we had was, first of all, we had to go in and mortgage you know, right. we got ten grand for the mortgage uh-huh. added on, and I said, "All right, whatever you use from the from the ten grand, I get the rest." <laughs> All right, no, I'm not kidding. And I made her. I literally made her agree to this. I want you to say whatever is left over is mine. Right. And so she went and got the the contractors and everything, and. We had some money left over, and I said, well, I'm getting VR. <laughs> so, But now we have the contractors running in another house, so I really haven't gotten time to actually play it. Right. Now, do you have a spot where – because I, I would never – I feel utterly ridiculous when I put that thing <laughs> on my face. I would never do it in front of other people. I always like close the door because I, I live with my best buddy and his son's around a lot, and I don't uh, – I, I, I would be so embarrassed to be in a room with someone with this thing on my face that I, I need complete privacy to sink into this silly thing. Do you I have do a space like that? that. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, um, I, I, I set up um, – the Vive came with um, Star Trek Bridge. Uh, bridge Crew. Or bridge, 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 crew. bridge Crew. Right. Yep. Yep. Free, which is cool because it's like a $50 game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. See, so it wasn't $800. It was $750. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so, you know, I set it up and I'm like, I'm looking at my hands. See, before that, I was like on Steam uh, VR Home. And I'm looking at like these butterflies that fly around. 
Yep. And like if you raise your controller up, the butterflies land on your controller. Yep. And I, I'm an idiot. So I was blown away by this. I spent like a good half hour just like looking at the birds and the butterflies. So then I said, all right, let me let me fire up uh, Star Trek. And there's my hands and I can click on the, the buttons. And I look down and I'm wearing a skirt and I have really gorgeous legs. Those are nice legs, aren't they? Yeah. They are gorgeous, thin, <laughs> you know, legs. And I'm like. And my wife is looking at this on the, the screen and going, she's laughing hysterically. I'm like, honey, do you see these are these great legs? <laughs> now, uh, the, the bridge crew game, I think, Rich, will uh, – it, it'll, it'll be a perfect example because I don't think there's a lot of gameplay. The bridge crew game is, is pretty simple, but it'll give yeah. you a taste of what it's going to be like with an actual gameplay game like Elite. Uh, in in that whole right. immersive, it's all around you. Yeah. Uh, the 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 problem is, and this is what I'm having a hard time adjusting to. And I don't know if you've tried to play anything with like text, for instance. And there's a lot of text in Elite, but the way it's that the not the best quality. Exactly. It's really yeah, hard to I've read things, and I'm having to because I I wear bifocals actually, so I have to like, and I don't know if it's a bifocal thing or if it's just Dude, the way I that. I wear bifocals, okay. <laughs> so do you have to tilt? Like I have to tilt my head in certain directions to read text in the game, uh, and it's just it's it's really disconcerting. I'm getting did used you set to up it. The uh, little twirly things on the. I side. did. I, I measured the distance between my irises. Yeah, I did that whole thing, and I'm you constantly stand in front of the mirror with the with the book going. Yeah, I think it's 20. It might be 60. I'm not sure. I did that, yep. (laughs) But uh, it's it's just – that's one of the hard things to get used to is the fact that a text-heavy game is going to be a little bit less than ideal, I I think. Yeah, I understand that. But the way I look at it is, (laughs) yo, 3D, dude. (laughs) Do you have Dirt Rally by any chance? Uh, No, I don't. I'm I'm not a driving game person. You would be if you saw Dirt Rally in VR. I will take it on a suggestion and perhaps one day. Uh, all right. So we're both new Vive. Vi- no, I've already screwed. Vi- yeah, like Vive rhymes with Steve. Vive. Yeah, okay. Both new Vive owners. Uh, you've got the bridge crew thing that came with it. Is there anything that you're curious about? that you've like seen on the steam store or anything. So I could probably tell you if it's terrible or, or not. Well, I've downloaded a, a bunch of free games. There's like the lab. Right. And, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of other ones like, but yeah, I haven't really gotten heavily into them, but I hear that the shooting an arrow is really cool. <laughs> so I will say this, like it is that whole level of looking at a butterfly land on your controller like that sense of hey isn't this cool exists in most games but as far as getting deeper than that i think there are very few games that are worthwhile like i think there's a lot of dross out there uh under the vr well as in any uh i mean any games that's actually true that's steam in in general isn't it yeah yeah uh all right so uh just if you have any questions, because I have a Steam account where I can sort of look at anything, and I'm constantly disappointed by VR stuff. So before you spend any money, feel free to ask me. Hey. I have not. I, I have several. I, the one game I really want to play is um, Keep Talking and You Don't Blow Up, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Nobody Explodes, right. That that's a, was a fun game without VR. 
And I'm sure that I will enjoy that with my wife, you know, with the she has the um, manual because we don't communicate. <laughs> well, that was fortunate. That, that's a great exercise in, in communication. Wait, can you play that without VR? Yeah. Oh, sure. What? Was Are you serious? Yes. Oh, man, I did not know that because my whole experience with that was this is cool, but you don't need VR. Oh. No, you don't. No. It's listed in the VR thing on right, the bottom right. of the – but you don't need it for that. It's it's a VR plus game basically. Right. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. All right. So can you hear that cat, by the way? Wait. No, I don't. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, now he's not talking. So I was going to have Luckily, him say hi. My dogs haven't started up either. They they don't like each other for some reason. The dogs don't like each other. Or the dogs don't like the birds. No, they don't like each other. I have a a yowawa. What's that? It's a combination chihuahua and yorkie. Oh, okay. It sounds adorable. Some people call it a chorky. I think that sounds too much like it's choking. <laughs> it so is so bad. A yowawa. <laughs> And I have my mother's Shih Tzu here. I'm sorry. Can you say that on here? Shih Tzu. Uh, we'll, bleep, we'll bleep that out. That'll be all, all right. right. <laughs> well, Rich, yeah, it's been um, great talking to you. I really appreciate it. Right, same this. here, Tom. I uh, I really appreciate it. You are you are a wonderful guy. I I was so um, in the uh, starstruck port part of the thing <laughs> when I first got on here. Because yeah, you know, I've been on TV. I don't know if you know that about me. I'm I'm kind of a celebrity. Oh shit, no. Oh really? Oh my god. <laughs> you just ask that girl at Trader Joe's. I'm famous in LA. I will, and, and I think I know her. Yeah, so we're good. <laughs> All right, well, Rich, take care. You're Rich VR on the forum. Uh, yeah, pretty yeah. sure everybody there knows you. Uh, so we'll you're Tom there. Chick, I think, right? I am Tom Chick, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the VR, by the way, now can stand for Rich Virtual Reality. Indeed. Well, I've been going on. Just like Vince, I want